footsteps behind you as you enter the woods. Night draws back its cape. Light illumines your path. Open your eyes. Welcome to Dark Softly Tales, dark stories for dark hearts. I'm Mav Sky. Good evening and welcome to your nightmares, Christmas edition, where we like to keep it dark and dreamy here at Dark Softly Tales. This is your host, Mav. And we have a Nora Christmas story for you tonight called Buffalo Gal Won't You Come Out Tonight and Give Hell's Bells a Shake. A stern warning that this story is for adults only due to language, violence, and sexuality, aka kick the kids out of the house before you start the story. Like pause it now and listen to it later if you got kids running around, trust me. The story starts off with guns blazing. And yes, you will hear my young people yell somewhere here in the beginning of the story. I actually, I wasn't able to edit it out because it was while I was talking. I try. I really, really do try. But between animals and all the young people here, it's impossible for this house to ever truly be silent. That's just the truth. So today's story is part of a collection of stories based on the beloved femme fatale, Henrietta. You can find another one of her stories in Dark Softly Tales, most listened to episode, by the way, which is number 43, called Pillow Talk. And I read that um, over the summer for the Summer Bites series. Buffalo Gal was first published in a cool little zine called Thrillers, Chillers, and Killers several years ago. And for those who, after you listen to the story and you want more, most people really like Henrietta. Her origins start in the novellas Behind the Black Door and Night Without Stars, which you can find on Amazon. Um, The links are in the show notes. I've actually considered narrating these books either here on YouTube, something like that. I'm not sure how I'd go about doing that. But if it's something that you're interested in, email me and let me know. I know the holidays can be a really hard time of year when it's not 2020. I myself tend to struggle with it. So if you're out there and you are struggling with things, just know that you're not alone. And um, it's just about taking one day at a time. With that being said, let's distract ourselves with a little adult nor. I see a young woman in a dark cellar with a shovel. The hole she seems to be digging appears to be about six feet deep by six feet wide. Hmm, wonder what she plans on putting in there. Let's go deeper, shall we? Take my hand and hang on tight as we journey into the dark softly. Buffalo gal, won't you come out tonight and give Hell's Bells a shake? By Mavsky. Santa's grave was a bitch to dig. 
She'd never dug a grave before, and the cellar floor was frozen. She wished she'd taken care of this last summer, but Santa had asked her to trust him. Trust, he insisted. Trust was key to holiday cheer that would last all fucking year. Ho, ho, ho. She jumped on the shovel. It chipped at the cold dirt. She jumped again, and it broke through. She tipped the blade and tossed the dirt aside. The only thing that she could trust in this world was a shovel made of steel and the creepy crawlies that would find Santa's body and eat his eyeballs out. Ho, ho, ho! Take that, fat man! That's what she called him when he was drunk. When he was sober, she said it inside of her mind. Fat man. Fat bastard. Fat son of a bitch. Motherfucker. She jumped on the shovel again. Sweat dripped down her neck, between her breasts. She wore nothing but his old wife beater, a pair of boxers with tiny reindeer and his combat boots. The combat boots were his, from Nam. They both knew Santa had never been to Nam, but the guy at the military surplus swore in his life that the boots had, and it gave Santa a real feel of importance, as if he gave a damn for those boys, although he had a thing for good little girls. The shovel slipped easily through now that the surface had been broken. Santa had taught her that, too. It's always hard the first time, honey, breaking through those barriers. Santa knows best. Ho, ho, ho. She heard a creak from the floor above. Santa had awoken and was drinking his coffee and cookies she'd left him. She shoveled faster. Naughty. This year, she'd been naughty. And she didn't ask for anything nice. She never wanted to be on his damn list anyway. Nice had gotten her nowhere but a popped sugar plum and a real good spanking when she tried to run away. Life at the North Pole isn't all it's cracked up to be. He had his booze. He had his reruns of It's a Wonderful Life playing on the VCR. Bars on the windows, alarms on the door, jingle bells on her calves. They jingled as she moved. She stabbed the shovel into the dirt. She pretended it was his soft white belly. Over and over, she played the scene in her mind. The problem was the blood. It was red. His skin was white. Red and white were Santa's favorite colors. The hell she grant him death in his favorite colors? Ho, 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 fat bastard. The hole grew wider, deeper. The earth smelled good. It was dark, moist. She preferred those colors, the natural ones. A thump upstairs sounded as if a reindeer had just landed with Santa's sleigh. And perhaps they had. And that great big red bag would be just what she wanted. When she was finished, she tossed the shovel aside and picked up a handful of dirt. A spider scrambled up from it and onto her arm. The bare bulb from above didn't provide much light, but she noted the size, the fuzzy hair along the abdomen, leading to where eight little eyes watched her. It was smaller than her, innocent, at the wrong place at the wrong time. She could squash it the way Santa had squashed her. She cherished the bond they shared. In many ways, she and the spider were the same, 
were both doing as nature intended. It clambered up her arm, but she caught it before it slipped into her tank top. The spider bit her. Son of a... And she flicked it. She watched its small mass fly across the room and hit the sack of lime. She sucked on her bitten finger, then spat. Lime. Santa put it on the lawn regularly. Grass was green. The salts within the bag were not. But just the word lime made her think of that fruit that grew in places warm and sunny. Places Santa would never go, but claimed he had. Like Nam, the faker. He was a great big fake, and there was only one thing to do with fake fuckers. Behind the bag of lime, she had discovered rat poison. Just a sprinkle in Santa's coffee and sugar cookies would give her what she wanted under the Christmas tree. Under the cellar, in the ground. She wiped her hands on her boxers and made her way up the stairs. In the kitchen, his favorite Starbucks mug lay in shards on the red linoleum. Next to it, Santa sprawled face up on the floor. His pale, fat body glowed like a snow angel. Cookie crumbles scattered in his beard. Santa's gift peeked out of his boxers. She glanced at the scissors on the counter and considered cutting it to ribbons. But that would mean more red. She hated red. Buffalo gals, won't you come out tonight? Come out tonight, come out tonight. The TV played on for Santa, an electric elf. She'd pull its plug later. She grabbed his ankles and dragged him to the cellar door. When her shirt caught on the handle, she hesitated. She didn't want to drop his ankles to unhook her tank top. What if he came back to life? Ho, ho, ho! Santa's back in town! And he's got more than a trumpet to blow up your ass. He's got a horn, a reindeer horn, and it's sharp enough to open your heart to give. Give to the good folks who are in need. She yanked on his feet, and the tank top tore off. For the first time, it felt good to be exposed, to be the beast Santa made her pretend to be. Her bells jingled all the way down the stairs to the thump of St. Nick's jolly head. At the bottom, she rolled Santa into the grave. She wrapped Santa in his unfavorite colors, the natural ones, the dark ones, and stomped the dirt down when she was through. Merry fucking Christmas, Santa. She ran upstairs, killed the TV, ejected the video, and ripped the tape out of it. She wrapped the dark film around her breasts, her ribs, stomach, and used duct tape to secure. She used wire clippers to snip off the bells. She threw them down the cellar stairs and slammed the door shut. She washed her arms and face in the sink and left the North Pole. Henrietta had nowhere to go but south. Who likes dark stories? People who have experienced a touch of the dark side. People who are a little wiser to the world. People who like their bones chilled and their spines tingled. People like you and me. It's hard to find a story these days that write on the dark side with a touch of whimsy, humor, and heart. Mav Sky spreads her dark wings and solves this problem for you. Head on over to Amazon and type Mav Sky's name into the search engine. M A V 
S-K-Y-E. At Amazon, you'll find her Tales to Chill Your Bones series, Girl Clown Hatchet series, Supergirl series, her cult classic novel, Wanted Single Rails, and of course, her brand new release, Cold Hangs the Midnight. Choose your dark flavor and head on over to Amazon today.